Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, because this is going to be a shorter session tonight, and as far as I'm concerned, it is a speed run challenge, um, a lot more organization and shorter time. Welcome to episode 42 of the Anatomy Podcast. Um, tonight, we are talking with Chase of of Sulfur, which is so very, very awesome, just because even going back to August 2021, when I saw these guys doing a small leg of shows to promote their original Oblivion EP. Um, this is like one of the only bands I've ever had the opportunity that I had that night, which, well, I don't know if you remember this, um, but basically when at that time they didn't really have other songs from Oblivion um, on memory, they did an encore of Oblivion, and I actually ended up jumping on stage with these guys to do the chorus. And then on top of that, after the set was over, even Ricky was like, man, that was actually really cool. That worked out really well. Thank you guys. Have a good night. And I even gave like the security guard there a hug because I'm like, thank you for letting me up there, man, because it's usually an issue. <laughs> but it was it was just an awesome experience. And ever since then, man, I have just been shadowing these guys um, for as long as I can remember. And I mean, what can I say? The new album. The Burden of Faith is absolutely fantastic. Thank you to those who allowed me the opportunity to listen to it early. Um, very, very good balance of like metalcore and deathcore with the blackened, anti-religious, anti-god, demonic. You know, you got the disfigured uh, priest on the album cover and shit. It's, I think, one of the greatest... I think it's going to be one of the greatest blackened deathcore slash metalcore efforts of 2023. And I mean, just those two subgenres together, I think will be a really lethal combination and a good combination for the right people who are into cleans. But again, thank you, Chase, for joining me tonight. We're going to be basically taking a little bit of your time. Um, we're going to be telling your story as much as we can um, as, you know, from your early, early life, everything relevant musically to you and then essentially how you got into um up sulfur got everything kick-started with that and kind of give a little yeah just a good old freaking we rewind um so you may take it away sir basically if you will um let's go ahead and start at the earliest point that you're willing to discuss or that you feel is relevant regarding um just like how you ended up getting into music and all that fun stuff yeah, man, definitely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much, I, I think it it kind of starts from when I, I got my first guitar when I was like 10 years old. And from there, I was like on and off playing. And what really got me into like playing seriously were bands like Trivium, Kill Switch Engage, uh, Lamb of God, Bullet for My Valentine, those types of bands really like wanted, I was like, man, this is cool. I want to like play in a band, you know, like I want to, I want to do this. I want to play in front of people. And, you know, from then I started like projects as young as like 15, 16 um, in high school, played local shows and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, my last local band was a band called Sigil. And okay. during the pan, during the pandemic, um, I left Sigil. Uh, because I thought things were things weren't really going as I had planned, and I wasn't really getting through. I feel like getting through to the the other guys, um, and they wanted to do their own thing, which is perfectly fine. So I kind of just bowed out and was like, "All right, later." Um, 
And then I was writing with my roommate uh, pretty much during the pandemic. And a friend reached out to me and she said, hey, my friend Ricky Hoover's looking to do music again. And I threw your name into the ring since I know you quit Sigil. And I was like, "Right, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, Ricky will hit me up, whatever. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, and that night he hit me up and he was like, hey, dude, I saw your guitar videos and, you know, you're playing and stuff like that. Would you be interested in starting a band? And that's kind of like how Of Soul first, you know, first formed. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like getting getting like really into playing and stuff like that, I've always thought being in a band was cool. Um, my my uncle played in uh, multiple metal bands and still does to this day. Um, so uh, he, he was kind of like the one who I was like, damn, I want to be like him. You know what I mean? Awesome. No, that's that's a great start. And um, I I completely apologize because like I didn't even ask like how you're doing tonight or anything like that. I hope you're doing well though. <laughs> Oh, I'm doing great. I hope you're doing good as well. Yes, absolutely. We got a pretty intense storm um, coming through here pretty soon, uh, like just hailing from the north, uh, the northwest, really, and just like slamming through this uh, this eastern section of the uh, United States. But that's a, that's really cool. Um, it's a great way to get the session started. And I mean, dude, so many questions, so many questions to ask, so little time. So, you know, definitely going to get through as much of these as possible. And also, um, before I forget, because I almost did, Randy Ness says hi. He says, I love you guys. Um, love everything that you do. He's proud of you guys. And I mean, so am I. You guys have come a long way since uh, Oblivion. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I love Randy. And like you always support us as well. So I'm very thankful for people like you and Randy. So Absolutely, man. Sweet. And I mean, I, I like from kind of like breaking it down to a more human level instead of, you know, just asking all these serious press questions from like the beginning, um, getting Oblivion cooked up and all that with Ricky and others, um, and then getting to now your your first full length record coming out this March. Like, how is that, man? Because like I, I've only got my one song out. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the EP part yet. <laughs> um. It's wild, man. I mean, this is the first full length I'll have ever released with any band I've ever been in. And for that to be a full length on Century Media with Ricky as my bandmate is kind of, you know, fucking nuts to me, like to put it lightly. Right. Um, and I've honestly never been more proud of my music, you know, like uh, until, until this point. And the, the dudes who worked with me, Matt, who, you know, me and him slaved over this album. Like, we made sure that we were very critical in putting certain things in certain places and, you know, making sure the structure was solid. Um, and, you know, I, I I couldn't be more thankful for everybody on my team, Levi, Ricky, Ding, like, yeah. and, you know, yeah, and then Trey from Warm Shepherd is actually with us touring too, and he's been putting in fucking work learning these songs as well. So shout out to him as well. Shout out to Trey, man. Warm Shepherd. I mean, if no one else in the scene since the beginning of my channel, Warm Shepherd has been like the number one pals. I mean, the first time I saw them live, I've talked about this on the podcast before, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, but also, uh, they were, you know, that one of those bands that I could easily officially call my friends. You know, I helped 
Devin figure out his Facebook community, the the fan base now. That's very steadily growing. It's a little bit quiet right now. It's a good old freaking ghost town. But that's just because they're working hard behind the scenes to figure out a whole bunch of stuff. And ultimately, that's probably the reason that Trey um is going to be touring with you guys here pretty soon. But nonetheless, shout out to him, man. He's always been really cool. Devin and the boys um have been fantastic. And uh, I'm excited for for their third album, hopefully this year. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it might be closer to next year. We'll see. So... I wanted to go ahead and touch base with you because when it comes to where of sulfur is based out of that being Vegas, um, we got other homies over there that I have yet to host on the podcast. Um, they've had to be quiet um, and or not quiet, but silent recently just because of uh, the pa their past. Um, but I don't oh. know, man. Yeah. Um, like I think one question I would have for you regarding like, I don't know how, how do, is your perspective how is you and of sulfur's perspective on the vegas local scene like how is it there is like is it very interwoven is everybody kind of like yeah we're going to show up to a show and you know come 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 hang out if you want to like what is the environment there for all the local um like the hometown heroes such as yourself now um it's interesting um so with us you know like i mean it was it's one of those things we just kind of like popped out of nowhere and like originally we had people from other local bands as well like parker and taylor um and then uh cory used to be in local bands with me as well and you know it it, it is pretty interwoven everybody does kind of like know each other uh and it doesn't matter like how big the band and or how small the band everybody kind of seems to like know each other like Sometimes I'll even see like Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch at like death metal shows and stuff like that because he loves that. He loves that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll see him at shows and stuff like that. But it's pretty interwoven and everybody's pretty friendly with each other. Um, and, you know, like for us, it's it's really weird because like our first show was at Fremont Country Club, which is like I think an 800 cap room. And then we went from that playing that in Vegas to playing house of blues with as i lay dying so oh, it's a little bit of a different jump in um in venue size um so it's kind of like it's it's cool and it's like not that we've we haven't have really had to work our way up obviously because ricky being in suffocate like have yeah. already had a fan base of his own but um you know it, it's it's cool because like you know like for example our album release show we can pick whatever like bands we want on the bill and we have pretty like even with this next one coming up we have like the best talent in vegas you know we have imperial tide who is like a pissed off metalcore band kind of similar to like strife and path or like one of those bands okay um, you have a deathcore band like morning anguish which is a, a couple friends of mine um scrutiny which is a hardcore band and then our dudes in spirit world are who are also our label mates are from vegas as well so it's kind of cool getting to see the different like levels but everybody's like chill nobody like is like too rock star nobody's yeah. too like, fucking you know there's no i, I don't want to say there's no ego because there always is but it's like <laughs> it's very chill you know what i mean like um you know like everybody everybody for the most part for the most part gets along gets and that's along. The, hard, yeah. the hardcore and metal scene in vegas good good and that's yeah. always good because i mean at least speaking for said friends like 
<laughs> just the just like the the hostility from um like the 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 I wouldn't say the lower levels because that makes me sound like I don't know um from the local scene in Vegas just like now nah, don't play any shows here I'm like well shit <laughs> it's it's just a it's an unfortunate situation for them um but I really do hope that things pan out and that you know explanations are provided eventually but here's to that cheers um and i mean just speaking on behalf of vegas man like whether it be the music or you know the fact that it's the city of sin um or like you know there's a lot of casinos and shit and then there's the haunted museum um if if that's still the thing uh, uh with like okay yeah and like you know the the stories i've heard about that or the stories that well because of the haunted museum and its main owner its main host um, the episodes of Ghost Adventures that they've done over there, like, I've always gotten this impression that it's a pretty isolated city, right? And there's nothing, it, it's, I've seen that there's, like, nothing for but flat desert around it, surrounding it, kind of like Phoenix. Mm -hmm. But it, it's just, there's such a dark, cold aspect to it. And I have a feeling that kind of, like, it helped you guys fuel what Sulphur ended up being. And it's just interesting to think about, for sure. Yeah, I mean, growing up here and it being the city that it is, it, you know, you you see a lot and hear a lot about of like how Vegas came to be and like you know all the the shit that happened back in like the old mobster days or yeah. you know all of that. Um, but yeah, it's literally it's an oasis in the middle of the desert, but it's like an oasis in one of those movies that secretly isn't an oasis, and there's yeah. always shitty things going on yeah um so yeah it's definitely it's definitely fueled my view of like especially for of sulfur being like an anti-religion anti like you know everything banned and you live in a fucking city like a godless city such as like las vegas yeah. you know it, it, it's interesting to say the least and like i mean that's just pure <laughs> at this point like because ricky's not from here he's from fullerton california but you know i mean living here it's like you get you get the best of both worlds it's equally as shitty as it is fucking awesome to live here so <laughs> yeah and i mean after all that's why they continue making movies based in vegas or you know just like that that's what you understand to be the city of sin or at least uh sin city jesus because i haven't seen that at all so disclaimer um i'm not that cultured yet um <laughs> but i like that's kind of the first thing i think of and i've heard of like the 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 conspiracies that behind the scenes like the casinos are ran by the mormon church and shit i'm like whoa <laughs> like lots of mystery yeah. in vegas but you know they are conspiracy theories so who knows yeah. if they have any foundation to them <laughs> really no man because like it very well could be i don't i don't know like because i've right. I, that's the time i've heard that because like for the most part, the Mormons are very, uh, 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 you know, like they, they do their Mormon thing out here. And there's yeah. tons of Mormons, and there's a huge Mormon community out here, especially being, you know, so close to Utah. Um, right. um, you know, like it's, but I mean, it's chill. Like I, my whole high school was pretty much Mormon when I grew up, you know? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, my, one of my best friends was raised Mormon. So it's like, it's just yeah. a very thing out here. Right. So, Exactly. And while we're talking about uh, religion, religion and stuff like that, too, I don't want to dive too into it, uh, not like to not pry too much, because um, we don't really do that that much here on the podcast. But like, for example, I myself, um, I like to think I associate with a satanic temple. And 
um, that and I'm, I like to associate myself with Ossature, but no, not Odinism. No, not Os the Ossature Folk Assembly because they're legitimately racist and white supremacist and no, no bueno. <laughs> so um, I classify currently as this like uh, aligning myself with a satanic temple and Ossature. And I remember that a little bit ago, you guys ended up doing um, a live stream of sorts with a satanic temple. Um, like, how, how did that end up going? How was that conversation? Or was that something that Ricky Hoover ended up doing? No, no. Me and Ricky actually did that interview. Um, it was cool, man. It was interesting, you know, like, you know, for, for a band that is pretty much labeled as religion, like, hate music or organized <laughs> yeah. music. It's like, I like studying religions and I like studying theology. And that means, like, all of them, anywhere from, like, you know, Satanism all the way down to Christianity. I enjoy reading about it. I enjoy the like mythology of everything. And because that's really what it is. It's mythology. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of just cool. Like it's always been cool to me to kind of like see how the other world views things. Whereas I am very, very much so in the middle and I don't know what is out there. I don't know what is, you know, I'm more, I'm more, I guess you would say, an agnostic point of view because yeah. i'm just i'm i don't know it's i think it's i think it's pretty you have to be pretty confident to say there's either nothing out there or there's something out there and not know it it's just like i i, I believe with my eyes so it's it's one of those things with uh that we did that interview and i i, I go into that with a very open mind you know mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are like, ooh, satanic temple, scary. Scary. <laughs> and like, it was just a cool conversation with another person, you know, and she was mm -hmm. very rad. Um, you know, like, obviously, like, if you, if nobody's ever interacted with like actual like Satanist or, or anything like that, they're just, just normal fucking people, like, yeah. who just happen to believe you know, whatever they believe, whether it's the theistic or atheistic or whatever, mm -hmm. um, you know, but it was cool. It was just like a normal interview. Like, I, 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 you know, I would do it again with them if they gave us the opportunity. Right. Is that, is that interview still available? Cause I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Um, I don't know. I think it might, I know it was like available on the satanic, what was it? Satanic temple, yeah. satanic temple website. Um, but I don't know if it's still available. I think maybe maybe we have maybe we have it somewhere. And I'll, I, gotta, I gotta ask about that actually. Because <laughs> yeah. like, not... <laughs> yeah, because um, like recently, I guess, um, and this is like, this is just like speaking on behalf of a friend and stuff. At least for a little bit, um, said friend had the impression he's like, well, they classify as black and deathcore, and they have the Leviathan cross, but they don't seem to be like legitimately aligning themselves with a satanic temple or a Levian Satanism. And I, I, I told them, I'm like, I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'll just ask them about that one day and like, see how they kind of align. Cause I mean, that that's always something that's always a conversation starter is just finding out how someone thinks on a spiritual level. You know what I mean? It's cool looking. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty, it is, it's cool looking. And you know, with metal, metal has always been associated with pentagrams and sulfur crosses and yeah. fuck, all sorts of things. And it's cool looking, you know, like, and Ricky, Ricky's definitely been on that for a very, very, very uh, long time. Um, so, you know, it's, 
it's it's like no we don't really align i guess you could yeah. say our stuff is if you read into our lyrics and stuff we say there's nothing like ricky says there's nothing out there right, right. and that's a very atheistic point of view yes um, whereas you know but i mean speaking for all of us not all of us believe that um you know like i just said i'm more i would say i'm more agnostic than yeah, agnostic you know anything i don't really align with any religion um but you know and like i don't i can't really speak for my other guys they're not here yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. so well, i mean hard. yeah what's up oh sorry um you're, you're uh, so yeah, there, there, there's that question for you, buddy. Um, you know who you are. Uh, I asked it for you. There you go. Cause like, it, it was kind of a heated conversation for, for a bit too. He's like, I mean, they, they, they like have the imagery and everything. They've talked with the satanic temple, but they don't like, they don't even classify. I'm like, okay, okay. But calm down. Cause <laughs> and rock is just associated with that type of imagery. So um now what now we got that cleared up a little bit more if it was never cleared up before um and thank you for providing uh your perspective uh upon that matter i, I like let's see i'm trying to figure out some good stuff to fill time um while i have you in chat because i never thought this day would come really um yeah. like it's it's been really cool um let's see let's see let's see are there any because you you mentioned with the vegas scene and stuff like that um Five Finger Death Punch, that was a band I remember being mentioned. Like, are there any hometown heroes that you ended up growing up with that just kind of shot into the sky and have been, like, rocking the charts and shit? Like, could you name a couple from Vegas? Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, my buddy Nathan um, was in a band called The Seventh Plague. And um, he... Uh, I'm sorry. One moment. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, my buddy Nathan was in a band called The Seventh Plague out here. Okay. Um, and now he plays for a huge reggae band called uh, Ayaterra. Um, you might have seen him on TikTok or Instagram Reels. He does reggae goes metal or metal goes reggae. Um, oh. That's that guy. And he grew up playing in a metal band, which explains a whole lot. So, uh, that dude is friggin' awesome. Uh, oh, I, I, I can't forget Nick Arthur. I've known him since oh, I was, yeah. I've known him since I was like, I think 18 or 19 and maybe, maybe, maybe later than that, but not much, but I grew up with him and I lived with him for a little bit. We were roommates and, uh, you know, that, that was kind of a trip, you know, cause I did love Molotov solution uh you know i i listened to them uh in high school as well as after and i never thought i'd be friends with nick or robbie and you know they're you know some of my good friends now so sure. yeah but th those are just a few like in the, the five finger death punch thing i you know i chris kale just really happened to like of sulfur he was a friend of um my old drummer in sigil mm. and he enjoyed sigil as well um but he you know i that that was just pure luck and like chris mm. is like the coolest fucking dude like he'll see me at a show and he'll be like we're fancy seeing you here and i'm like oh, <laughs> i haven't seen you in like a year <laughs> badass that's actually really cool okay so um we, we've learned quite a bit about you right and i mean we can we're going to continue uh learning more at least for the next couple minutes um 
So let's see. Let's see. You, you've born and raised in Vegas, right? You've been there the whole time or did you live anywhere else? I've lived other places, but I am born and raised here. Went to high school here. Um, right. You know, uh, you know, have have childhood friends from here and everything. And it's very it's kind of a rare thing that you're born and bred in Vegas and you end up like staying like there's not. <laughs> yeah. a, um, but I enjoy it here. It's like, you know, like I said, you get the best of both worlds. You get the shitty, but you also get really, you know, the benefits of living in the city are awesome. You can go eat whenever you want. You um, you can go do countless things that are 24 hours. There's never a lack of things to do. Some of the coolest concerts come through here. Um, I wish more metal concerts came through here, but some of the cooler like pop concerts come here as well. Um, and it's just a great city, man. Uh, I, you know, some people fawn over like New York and LA and yeah. all these other cities and I, I wouldn't live in either of those places. Like, it's just not for me, you know? Right. So. Absolutely. And I mean, now you've kind of had the opportunity to travel out there and be like actually in there in person. So you're like, I know where I want to be, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's, that's one great thing about touring is you're like, Hmm, would I want to live here? Nah. Next day, Arkansas. Eh. Next day, freaking, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. You, you get to like basically house hunt if you're looking to move out of state, which is that should always be fun. And um, yeah. can't wait for those type of opportunities whenever it does happen for my own project, if it ever does. Um, I think we've, yeah, we've learned, let's, let's see, let's see. I'm thinking what we'll go ahead and do real quick is yeah. I'm going to drop a bomb on you and um, I'm going to pluck five different artists, albums, or like people. So this could be actors, this could be philosophers that have really impacted your creative efforts overall okay so okay. whenever you wish to you may take it away sir um well number one uh trivium is my one of my favorite bands ever and i think my number one album in the world is probably ascendancy um like I heard that album, listened to it front to back, and fell in love with it. And it was one of the reasons why I even started to make music. Um, you know, like without without that album, you pro probably wouldn't get the of sulfur sound that is like pretty much on the burden of faith. Um, number two, um, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera is my favorite guitarist of all time. That's uh, rip yeah right okay yeah yeah you're um you know like and a lot of people like whenever they say dime dime is their favorite guitar player they're talking about like his solo work or his lead work and whereas i enjoy the dime groove and rhythm because that's really where i feel like i am strongest in my own band and i try to focus because a good bass always makes for better songs um Man, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> there. Just because he's Quentin Tarantino. Uh, let's see. Well, here, here's the thing, too, then. Quentin Tarantino, what's your favorite film by him that he's done? Oh, fuck, man. Oh, you're going to really... <laughs> uh, let's see. Man. 
Mine so far has been Inglorious Bastards, but it's because I'm a sucker for like World War II movies that niche to that film have the fictional ending of them just absolutely obl obliterating Hitler instead of him doing it himself. Mine Which is great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, being being I'm I'm half Jewish. My mom is Jewish, and so seeing that in the theater was really satisfying. Um, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> um, you know, uh, man, I, I'll probably say Pulp Fiction, and that's like such a fucking standard ass answer. That's what right. I I really enjoy that movie, and even to this day, I will throw it on and watch it and not get sick of it, and I'll constantly see new things. Right. So, it, it it's like the perfect movie, uh, really. Like, Inglorious Bastards is close, and then Reservoir Dogs is also very close as well. Haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Reservoir Dogs, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's awesome. I'll add it to the list. Um... And then let's see. You said Quentin Tarantino. I said Dime. I said Trivium. <sighs> let's say let's do Howard Jones because of his voice, which Shout also out. featured on the record, which was badass. Weird, yeah, teenage me is fucking losing his mind. <laughs> uh, and then like you know, I yeah, I was talking. Actually, short story. I told I told our A and R guy because he was kind of the one who like facilitated that, and I was like, please tell Howard like. I love his feature on the record and that I, I don't know how I can thank him for like being on something that I helped create. And he literally put me in a text chat with him and he was like, tell him yourself. He goes, Howard, Chase and Ricky wanted to say, want to say thank you. And I was like, Oh my God. And I, I took everything in me to not fanboy and be like, I fucking love you, man. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was cool. Um, and Howard definitely influenced mine and Ricky's singing. Number five. Um, number five. Number five. Uh, I'm just going to say corn. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> one of the heaviest bands to ever live. And mm. I will stand by that statement and die by that statement. Die on the hill. I hill to die upon, baby. Yeah, we wouldn't have the sound that we have today in deathcore, metal, or anything without that band. So. I can absolutely agree, and like, oh, yeah. such a big part of my childhood. Like, first, I'll I'll wholeheartedly admit it started out <laughs> with Toby Mac, Tyo Cruz, Katy Perry, and all this like, ugh, just gross starter kit shit. And then like, I'm like, no, this isn't enough. So my mom had like Nirvana, Corn, uh, Alice in Chains, Credence, uh, I, I, Credence Water Festival, or something like that. It's a mm -hmm. band. Um, I forgot what their name is for because yeah. I suck. Um, but yeah, she started me with all that, and then you know, freaking roadmap to boom, bada bang. Here, I'm like, I'm so far. But um, <laughs> that's awesome, and thank you for providing uh your perspective and you know your favorites because that's always fun. And if it's not fun for the listeners, then you're boring. Um, because it's, it's <laughs> all about getting someone's perspective. That's that's why the freaking logo is an eye, people. It just has a crosses the people because I thought that was edgy. Um, so <laughs> with the time that we have remaining in session, um, I wanted to quickly ask you with the burden of faith with its lyrical efforts, um, was it both you and Ricky that ended up writing the lyrics? Like, who ended up becoming the main uh, uh, lyric writer for this record? That I have to give credit to Ricky on this one. Like, you know, like 
I would make suggestions, but nothing super critical to the writing process. He he wrote those lyrics, man. Like he's he's the guy. And like even with you know, Earthen, which is such a beautiful and heavy song. Oh, so good. Thank you. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Even with that song, like in stepping outside of his comfort zone to do mm -hmm. something he hasn't really done before, uh, it, it makes me like proud. Of, as a bandmate to see him do that so it's awesome it's awesome good good because i was gonna ask you if you wanted to do like track by track lyrical analysis for the record but instead <laughs> i'll go ahead and um i'll just keep on bugging ricky until we get that set up just kidding i'll, I'll hey. talk with the the a and r the, the the management um and again big shout out to uh everybody over at that team for getting me this opportunity in the first place because again and again and again never in my life did i think i would have such a good relationship one with century media records two um get any of the opportunities i've gotten so far that being with orthodox um now of sulfur and um hopefully a couple other bands on the label here in the future because y'all are this is a freaking powerhouse um distant holy shit distant they just released their new record man on the seventh the and boys it, the boys it, it's such a good record go such listen to Her record oh yeah <laughs> go listen to heritage um i and that that was another album i got to listen to early on like back in late january and that was that was so much fun i mean look, look it's right here it's right here people freaking little signed <laughs> little signed photo album cover this gorgeous flag and all the other freaking goodies that i ended up getting um in the in the collector's edition box and uh we don't know who it is because they didn't pub um they did not post it on their instagram but there was a ps5 giveaway um that they did recently for a, just a gorgeous custom ps5 um and i i entered in um apparently i didn't win but congratulations to whoever did win that awesome ps5 i really hope you enjoy it take care of it please because oh, yeah. um, oh my god i would have polished that every fucking day if i wanted <laughs> but um i mean yeah it's it's currently 7 34 p.m we've talked a lot and in such a small increment of time i i've gotten painfully used to doing like four hour sessions like we did with awakened providence never again because we don't i don't want to take up that much of you guys's time but i want to make sure that with these sessions it's like you have more than enough to listen to with now these 42 episodes um just talking with bands around the world man that's what we're here about is just like plucking the stories and basically eventually we will be getting like an entire band glossary or encyclopedia. You're like, I want to learn about this band. Well, there's no way anybody's interviewed them. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> you know, and just you come over to the site, blah, 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 blah. I'm like doing way too much promo. But um, <laughs> no, that's it's really cool. And um, I don't know, man, like trying to think of any other questions I might have for you. Because other than that, um, we might actually go ahead and uh, cut it a little bit early. That way uh, you can enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm trying to think. I'm going to give myself like only a couple seconds to think of something. Um, what was your favorite song on the new record, man? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> man, I feel like it constantly changes. I love the whole record. Um, my so I'll give you a I'll give you a breakdown of like my top three because it's really hard to do there one. I was about uh, to say three, if if not one. <laughs> uh, so my first one that I was like, this is the song, is actually uh, the next song we're putting out, Buffaloer. Okay. Um, 
and that has Alex the Terrible on it. Um, so fucking good. <laughs> dude's so fucking pissed off and fast and, you know, kind of something different from, like, you know, the old of Sulphur stuff, you know? Seriously. Um, Obviously, Earthen is my baby, and I'm biased, and that's why I didn't put it as first. Um, but Earthen was the first thing I wrote for the album, so I've been super attached to it since, and I think that is one of my favorite, especially with, like, what Ricky did with it vocally. Just such a good song. Mm. Um, and the lyrics are so haunting, too. Like, Jesus, man. The, yeah. The, yeah, the lyrics are so haunting. Like, what kind of God would test a child? Like, that's just been sticking in my brain the whole time. And then I didn't even know it was about anything serious until the music video ended. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but that added so much more, like, depth to it. And I, I really I really love that about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, oh, good. Actually, like, little short story. Like, when Ricky was tracking that, uh, that chorus, I was with him. And we were in L.A. recording it. And... He was in the vocal booth, like legitimately, like crying, like to, to get that out, you know, because the song was like so powerful for him and his nephew. So yes. you can you can actually kind of hear his voice, um, kind of shake because he's like he's about to like, you know, break down. So, um, just a little short story for Earthen because I do love that song and it is very beautiful. It's so good, man. Like, fuck Thanks. all that gatekeeper shit, bro. I don't care if it is has cleans or anything like that. It has depth to it. It has lyrical depth. And that's what really should matter. Not like, it's cleans. Like, no, shut up. Shut up. Like, it's <laughs> okay. Like, of course, you're entitled to your own opinion. But also, it's 2023, people. It's not like, okay, Tactosa, Tracheotomy, those type of bands, they are kind of taking up the forefront over in florida <laughs> as far as like the og no cleans just like joke 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 like that type of death core of sulfur is different bro it's fresh as fuck and it has an og in it so boom bada bang but they're yeah. also trying to experiment they don't want to make another you know shale they don't want to make another luciferous or melancholy so they're going to do their own shit anyways that was my rant <laughs> <laughs> no you're good which shout out tactoza and tracheotomy those bands are fucking sick they um, really are though <laughs> uh third third for my favorite this honorable mention because howard jones singing on a song that oh, we are yeah. so fucking awesome like <laughs> but but my third favorite is probably unraveling and i've been listening to it more and more lately mm. and taylor barber just fucking annihilated that feature on that and i'm like it, you know, coming in with the Predator fucking clicks, like, I was just, oh my oh, god. That was Taylor? Yeah. Oh, shit. I You'll think... see when you hear the song. <laughs> to anybody who didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, right. They're all like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you will. You will. Be sure to go pre-order, bro. Like, pre-say, pre-order, do fucking everything. I know I am on Friday. I'm getting that all over shirt. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> like this was such a good fucking record, um. So thank, you. yeah, of course, man. Um, and I mean, yeah, that that wraps up uh your your three with an honorable mention favorites from your brand new record uh coming out this March. Which oh my god, man, this is, this is I cannot wait for everybody to hear it. And I am absolutely ignoring every. This has too much cleans in it. Like more, we're gonna keep doing it. So that's okay. Keep doing <laughs> it. Keep doing it. 
Like you guys awake in Providence, you guys are bringing the fucking heat with that type of stuff. And it's just, it's a new freaking era. Like it's, it's going to, you're, you're making music and I'm seeing this like massive resonance really with black and death core since 2019 with Luciferous melancholy and shale. I think that's what like really, really kickstarted it, but that's just my opinion. Um, after that, dude, like immortal, uh, uh, pain remains, like even the chosen and stuff like that. Um, though I don't directly support Enterprise Earth anymore for just specific reasons. Um, no. like no, not anymore, unfortunately. Um, like th there are so many bands in that scene that are just continuing to push the envelope and like, okay, how epic can we make this? How much cleans can we put in this? How much choir can we put in this? Is there still room for a breakdown? Absolutely. And that's just like basically the whole record. And then on top of that, sometimes there's a little like spooky story behind it with Immortal. It, it like vaguely was based off of Three Witches. And they're like, ha ha, you know, we're like, we're getting hung, but we'll haunt you forever. Woo! And that, that was a whole thing. And then like, I don't know, there's just so much going on. But I can easily see this genre, right? Whether it be of sulfur, awakened providence, Lorna Shore, uh, shrine, even I would argue, because um, I know they're going to come back eventually. Um, again, uh, like I can eventually see these type of bands making it to Royal Albert Hall and just like having an actual choir or something very similar to Doom Eternal. That'd be so fucking fun. That would be very very sick. That would, would be. be would be very very sick to have a choir behind of sulfur <laughs> yeah dude that's that's the end game goal for me man if if nothing else if these other bands like don't want to push the envelope which i think lorna shore is like demonstrating they're like yeah i think we want to push that envelope i'm like okay but let me join you and push that envelope even more we're gonna stuff like three envelopes through the slot they're all gonna get crammed in there and then you give it a good smack and just mail you know <laughs> but um no, like this, this genre is going places. It's not stopping. It's going to continue innovating and every band is going to have its own identity, its own place in the genre eventually. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which I should mean, be so fucking fun. Yeah. Like you said, like bands like Shadow, Lorna, like Enterprise, they're all killing it. Like they're all making their mark. They're all sound different. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, there are a lot of bands that are trying to do this genre at the moment. And it takes a lot to stand out. And I feel like, you know, even like with us, we're doing what we think is right to stand out. And hopefully we're doing the right thing because it makes us happy. And that's the music that we want to make, you know? Right. So. Of, of course. And of course, before we end session, because we got basically two minutes to go, um, wanted to go ahead and mention this monstrous tour that you guys just announced with Chelsea Grin, Card Effects, and Left to Suffer. I uh, I hate that I'm basically going to be moving during the process of which I'm going to be moving back to Arizona because I'm currently based in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And the first freaking date is at the Nile. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm gonna miss that shit bro and i'm so like i'm I'm a little i'm a little grumpy about it but not too much because it's like you guys are gonna be doing more tours in the future it's not gonna be your last one so boom bada bang baby but i think that's a great way to wrap up the session um unless if you had anything else you wanted to say um any shout outs that type of thing um yeah i mean i just listen to the burden of faith Please enjoy it. I, I know I'm super proud of it, and I hope everybody that does listen to it resonates with it, loves it, likes it. Even if you hate it, like as long as you listen to it and felt something, that's what matters. So, yes. 
as long as you can provide your honest and transparent thoughts and opinions. That's sometimes all that a musician needs. As long as you're not toxic and gate gatekeeping like the variables we just discussed. Just like, you, you did too much cleans. I'm like, get out of here. Um, <laughs> so this has been episode 42 of the Anatomy Podcast with the absolute legend, Chase Wilson of of Sulphur. Their new album, The Burden of Faith, comes out this March. Is it 14th the 24th? Yeah. 24th okay so it comes out march 24th so everybody you have plenty of time to pre-order something make the merch spread for the pre-order sell out please and thank you that would be pretty cool i know i'm going to be contrib contributing to it either way and uh yeah thank you chase for your time and everybody else have a great night